0: She will open the ear for us, and I believe she will, she will blow us off our feet for the world. So I'm
1: recording all of this banter.
0: <laughs> Let us stretch our hands towards us, these women of God, and bless her in Jesus' name. Father, we give you glory and we give you thanks for your hand made in Florence, this moment, O oh dear Lord of the day. You have prepared her for such a time as this. And as she arises, dear Lord, to bless the body of Christ. So, Lord, we commit her into your holy hands, that your voice will come through her. Strengthen her by your spirit, just as we have sung, O dear Lord, and declared. Let that river flow through her, O mighty King of Glory, that as your truth comes forth, it will make us free. It will establish us, O dear Lord, in thy present truth, and the name of the Lord shall be glorified so anoint her with the anointing that breaks the yoke and refresh her as she refreshes us in jesus name amen
1: Amen. Uh, okay good morning church happy new year it's a blessing to see all of you in this new year and i pray that the lord is going to bless us together first as paul said i want to thank the church for the gift that you gave us as a family. God bless you all. Uh, It's not been easy for me to stand here. So (laughs) I don't like standing here. So I've always avoided being here. (laughs) Uh, I've always avoided, uh, but then I I just remember that song that uh, they were singing, it's not about you. It's not about you. So when I was thinking about my own deficiencies, I remember it's not about me, it's about the word of God that we speak about. So even today, it's not about me, it's about the word of God that I'm going to speak about. So since we are all workers of Jesus, we have um, a responsibility to share the word of God. So don't think about so much about yourself, just think about the word you carry. So that's why I'm here, it's not about me, it's about the word of God that we're going to share about. So today the message that the Lord has given me uh, is an extension of what Andy shared with us uh, about the power of the Holy Spirit. And um, I'm surprised he's not here today, but I'm sure uh, you'd have been happy to be here because it's an extension really of what he started. And um, today is, uh, is from a different angle. I'm going to speak about the transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit. That is the title of my message today. And uh, before I talk about what the Lord has put in my heart, I just want to lay a foundation of the, 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 the topic of the Holy Spirit. When Jesus was on earth, he told his disciples that what would happen to them after he is gone. He knew they didn't believe and neither did they have power to do all that he wanted them to do. But he spoke to them anyway, prophetically. As you know, all of them, they were just like us. They didn't know exactly what he was talking about. They were feeling, you know, just, just confused. What is this man talking about? But he continued teaching them. He knew actually they didn't believe it. That's why even during the, the when the, he died, they didn't even believe that he would resurrect. But he continued to tell them anyway the truth because he he had out of faith in them so i'm going to, to to read a few scriptures about what he told them prophetically although it was before the holy spirit arrived i want to start with mark 16 15 18 15 to 18 and he said to them go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature he who believes and is baptized will be saved but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons, they will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents, and if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. Then in Luke 10:19 he said, Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall, be, shall by any means hurt you. And then in Matthew 28:19 he said, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Then after the resurrection, he told them and, uh, from Luke 24, 45 to 49. 45 says, And he opened the understanding that they might comprehend the Scriptures, So this verse by itself tells us that actually the understanding was closed even before. They couldn't understand anything. But it's after resurrection, he actually opened the understanding that, you know, that they may understand the scriptures. Then he said to them, thus it is written, and thus it was necessary for Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the that day, and that repentance and emissions of sin should be preached in his name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem and you are witnesses of these things. Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem, until you are endowed with the power from on high. Then John 14:16, he says, And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever. And then John 16, 12, 13 says, I still have many things to say, but you cannot bear them. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. And then the final one here, and that is Acts 1, 4 to 8. And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me, John to, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, would you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? You see, they were still talking about the kingdom of Israel. They, they were not even getting what he was saying. They were only talking, thinking about themselves. And he said to them, it is not for you to know times or season which the Father has put in his own authority. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the the earth. So as a church, as we pray for, we have a prayer, you know, we meet on Thursdays, and we've been going on for some time now. As we pray for the church, it was impressed upon us many times that it is the Holy Spirit that is going to, to build the church as we asked the Lord to build the church, you know, with all the things that were going on. It was impressed upon us, it's actually the work of the Holy Spirit. So for some time now, we've been praying that way. But let alone as I was praying, and uh, when I received this message, it was actually before, uh, last year, uh, I continued to pray for the church. It was impressed upon me that the Holy Spirit does not operate in a vacuum. He has always used people to do His will. So even as we pray for the Holy Spirit to move, it actually doesn't move in a vacuum. He doesn't just come and pour himself. He he uses people. Uh, Then it occurred to me that we need to focus our prayers also on the church members, that the Holy Spirit may use us during this time. As I prayed, I sensed in all churches uh, we have different groups of people Depending on the background on the way the gospel was introduced to them in the beginning. So by God's grace, this is what I would like to speak about this morning. And uh, I'm going to have some few catch phrases uh, so that in, in case in, in the event you don't remember anything, you can remember these two, uh, two uh, catch phrases or nuggets. But you shall receive power. When the spirit, when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you be witnesses to me, and then in the uh, that is Act 1, 8, just the first part, and then there's another one, Act 19:2. Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you when you believed? So I'm going to ask Paul to read for for me, Acts 10 to 1, 10, 1 to 8.
0: Acts chapter 10 verse 1 to 8 the Bible says there was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius a centurion of what was called the Italian regiment a devout man and one who feared God with all his household who gave alms generously to the people and prayed to God always about the ninth hour of the day he saw clearly in a vision an angel of God coming in and saying to him Cornelius and when he observed him He was afraid and said, what is it, Lord? So he said to him, your prayers and your arms have come up for a memorial before God. Now, send men to Jobah and send for Simon, whose surname is Peter. He is lodging with Simon Atana, whose house is by the sea. He will tell you what you must do. And when the angel who spoke to him had departed, Cornelius called two of his household servants, and a devout soldier from among those who waited on him continually. So when he had explained all these things to them, he sent them to Joppa.
1: Okay, yeah, the first group of uh, believers I want us to think about is the Cornelius, Cornelius group. Uh, in the Cornelius type of uh, group, uh, as we have heard, Cornelius was a God-fearing man. He was a just man who prayed and gave alms to the people. His good deeds reached the Lord and caused him to act. He requested him, the Lord requested him through the angel to call for Peter, who came and talked to him and other people who are with him about the Lord. The Bible says, as Peter spoke, they were filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke in tongues. Uh, Did you read the other part, 44, Yeah.
0: yeah? Okay, so verse 34, Sam chapter 10, verse 34 to 48, the word of God says, Then Peter opened his mouth and said, In truth, I perceive that God shows no partiality. But in every nation, whoever fears him and works righteousness is accepted by him. The word which God sent to the children of Israel, preaching peace through Jesus Christ, He is Lord of all. That word you know which was proclaimed throughout all Judea and began from Galilee after the baptism which John preached, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. And we are witnesses of all these things, which he did both in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem, whom they killed by hanging on a tree, him God raised up on the third day and showed him openly not to all people but to witnesses chosen before by God even to us who ate and drank with him after he arose from the dead and he commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that it is he who was ordained by God to be judge of the living and the dead to him all the prophets witness that through his name whoever believes in him will receive remission of sins while peter was still speaking these words the holy spirit fell upon all those who heard the word and those of the circumcision who believed were astonished as many as came with peter because the gift of the holy spirit had been poured out on the gentiles also for they heard them speak with tongues and magnified god then peter answered can anyone forbid water that these should not be baptized who have received the Holy Spirit just as we have. And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Then they asked him to stay for a few days.
1: So you see, as Peter spoke, uh, you know, he had, uh, Cornelius was a good man and he used to pray and he used to give to the people. And he, in fact, when they sent for, for when the, he sent people to, to Peter, the, those, those, those people said he's a just man. It's not only him, he said, they said he's a just man. He had a good testimony among the people, but then uh, he, he didn't have the Holy Spirit. So he called for Peter, and it's not only the Holy Spirit, I think he didn't know much about God because Peter is the one who introduced him to God. And when uh, they, they Peter was speaking, they were baptized with the Holy Spirit and they started to speak in tongues. Though Cornelius was a just man who did good, it is evident that he lacked something. He didn't have full information about the God he feared. He didn't know much about Jesus or the Holy Spirit. Probably we are here just like Cornelius. We are a prayerful person, a good person, and you, like, and you like to give to the poor and are full of good works. Probably you have never fully experienced the power of the Holy Spirit in your life. If there is such a person in our midst, then this message is for you. Uh, the Lord has seen your good deeds but he wants you to experience him to the full. He wants you to move in the power of his spirit in whatever you do. The Lord wants you to seek him and ask him to fill you up with his power that comes through the baptism with the Holy Spirit. Do not settle for less. So Cornelius Group as we have seen represents those who know about God and his works but lack full information and are not aware of the power of the Holy Spirit. They know about uh, Him from afar, but they've never really experienced this power. So it's, uh, it's let it be a challenge to anyone who has not really experienced full power of the Holy Spirit for us, that we may experience it to the full. So the other group I want us to read about is Ephesus group, that is uh, Acts 19, 1 to 8.
0: Then Paul said, John indeed baptized with a baptism of repentance, saying to the people that they should believe in him, on him who would come after him, that is, on Christ Jesus. When they had this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. Now the men were about twelve in all. And he went into the synagogue and spoke boldly for three months, reasoning and persuading concerning the things of the kingdom of God.
1: Amen. Amen. So uh, what to take from there is, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? The Christians in Ephesus, under the leadership of Apollos, had knowledge about salvation and baptism, but they did not get the full information about the Holy Spirit. They knew about John baptism, but did not know what was written about it. Matthew three uh, eleven, John the Baptist said, I indeed baptize you with water and repentance, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose saddles I'm not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. So the beautiful thing about the Christians in Ephesus is that they quickly identify their problem. They said, We have not heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. So I was just wondering what made Paul to ask that question, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you you believed? After identifying their problem and accepting to be prayed for, they got baptized with the Holy Spirit and spoke in other tongues. It is interesting because most mainstream churches were almost like the Ephesus church, probably as a result of the missionaries that visited various places. Though the Holy Spirit or the Pentecostal movement was started by the disciples a long time ago. Something happened along the way, and the movement died or remained dormant. After, I think, the church persecution under the Roman Empire, especially under the Emperor Nero. Uh, The the Pentecostal movement was reborn again uh, in January 1901. That is what is recorded, but I was seeing I think here in Britain it was earlier than that, but I think what was recorded is 1901, when a lady by the name Agnes Osman, a student at Bethel of Bible school in Kansas, was filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in a new language. Although this really is the recorded one, but I'm sure probably somewhere in, in other parts of the world, probably the Holy Spirit was, you know, maybe earlier than that. Today, I would equally ask the same question that Paul asked the Ephesus. Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? It's not your fault that somebody, it's not your fault that somebody didn't give you the full information, because it depends on who introduced the gospel to you really. Uh, but now you can take full responsibility and seek the baptism for yourself. So uh, I just want to give a little story about how I got baptized with the Holy Spirit. The church I grew in was similar to the one in Ephesus. The Christian believed in salvation and water baptism, but never fully uh, never ac- actually preached about the Holy Spirit. My mother was one of the lay preachers in one of the local churches, but I never heard her preach about the Holy Spirit. What, however, there came about a Holy Spirit or Pentecostal movement during that time But because of the way the Holy Spirit believers carried themselves, there was a lot of resistance. They moved from the main, you know, those ones who got baptized with the Holy Spirit moved from the main churches and could not actually fellowship with those who are not spirit-filled because they didn't consider them saved. And because of this, these Christians somehow, you know, rejected the whole issue about the baptism of the Holy Spirit and so they became different groups. There was a group of those ones who are baptized with the Holy Spirit and those ones who are not. So, because of the way they, they, they carry themselves. When I was thinking about what was happening during my mother's time, I wondered whether those who are baptized with the Holy Spirit even today actually do the same thing. That is, making others who are not like them feel inferior. Paul said we should bear with those ones who are weak and instead of judging them, we should have compassion and maybe pray for them. Uh, And if you are able, share your experience with them, or give them a book on the topic. You know, let them know that it's very important for them to be baptized with the Holy Spirit instead of judging them. So when I went to high school, I encountered Pentecostal uh, Christians in our Christian union, and I developed a desire to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Uh, I didn't have much knowledge, but uh, I fasted for a few days, hoping that I'll be baptized just like the disciples. I'd read Acts 2 and uh, I saw how the Holy Spirit, you know, came on the disciples. And there's a book I think we had read, like Rushing Mighty Weed. And so we know the, I think it's, I don't know whether it's Indonesia, how when the Holy Spirit came. And uh, you know, I expect the same, I expected the same experience. And uh, so I fasted for a few days um, and uh, I prayed and uh, because I was fearing when the Holy Spirit comes, you know, he'll come in a mighty way, and maybe I'll fall down. I, I used to hide myself in one of the classrooms so that when this happens, I'll be alone. <laughs> How, however, nothing happened, and the only thing I remember happened to me is I fainted because I was fasting. So, so you see, I didn't, ask, I didn't ask for help, I was just doing it my, myself, and, when nothing happened, I stopped looking for the Holy Spirit. I got discouraged, probably angry about it. And for three years, I forgot about the issue of the Holy Spirit. But deep inside, I knew something was, something was disturbing me. So by divine leading, my sister-in-law introduced me to a local Assemblies of God church, where I started attending church after leaving school. Here, I saw people praising, worshipping God, and were very happy. I just You know, I I saw I was different and I was so disturbed because what they had, I did not have. The church was, was inside an international theological college and we had the privilege of seeing believers from different countries worshiping God. Immediately I knew I was missing something, but I became miserable because I didn't feel born again, though I was and had been baptized in water. And from that time I changed my prayers and every time, I would only pray this way, Lord, make me a Christian, because I didn't feel like I was one. Because I was seeing the way they were praying, how they were singing, and how they could talk. I, I knew I was different. So I, 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 that is the only, that's the only way I used to pray, Lord, make me a Christian. The church organized a revival week, or a crusade, they used to call them crusade, although I realized crusade is not a good word. <laughs> they used to call them crusades for seven days. They invited a powerful worship group to, 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 to do the singing the whole week in the evening before the preacher could start. The singing and worship was very instrumental in helping me raise my faith. Uh, that's why the worship team is very important uh, for, for, for spiritual growth really. I started seeking, once again, the baptism with the Holy Spirit. Every time I waited for the preacher to call forward for the people seeking baptism with the Holy Spirit. But he did not. Only called for those ones who wanted to get saved. So, you know, I was feeling discouraged because he didn't do it. I was, my interest was just to be baptized with the Holy Spirit the whole week. So I think it was on a Friday. So I decided to pray for myself. And one day, when, while lying on my bed... And praying, the Holy Spirit actually descended on me and I felt a great power move from within me and my tongue was released and I started to speak in tongues. Though I was overjoyed with the experience, I was surprised because I thought the power of the Holy Spirit would descend from above, but it started from within. So that to me was a surprise because from the way I had read the book of Acts, I thought actually the power comes from above. So that really that was my experience but I believe we all have different ways on how we got baptized. Mm -hmm. For a long time, I considered that time to be when my salvation began, because that is when I started to experience joy. Uh, was able to pray, to witness, to give a testimony, and many other things that I was not able to do before. But still, because of lack of enough information, I don't think I really progressed well in the power of the Holy Spirit. I settled still for less. I now, think, I now think God touched me with his power, but I didn't realize it. I was simply happy I could speak in tongues. Uh, the other group I want us to speak about is the Galatians type of Christians, and that is Galatians, uh, we are going to read Galatians 3, 1 to 9. However, I don't think, I think Galatians 1 to 9 is quite harsh, but I don't mean we are like the Galatians uh, uh, church, but it's, it's the Galatians church help us to see how we can start in a good way then end up in a bad way because of the things we allow in the midst. I don't mean to say we are foolish Galatians, but what I am trying to, 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 to explain here is that you could be filled with the Holy Spirit, but along the way, you allow other things, and though you are baptized, you, you no longer actually live like you are baptized with the Holy Spirit. Galatians. Uh. Galatians chapter 3, verse 1 to 9,
0: All foolish Galatians, Who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth? Before whose eyes Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed among you as crucified? These only I want to learn from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Are you so foolish? Having begun in the Spirit, are you now being made perfect by the flesh? Have you suffered so many things in vain, if indeed it was in vain? Therefore, He who supplies the spirit to you and works miracles among you. Does he do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Just as Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Therefore, know that only those who are of faith are sons and daughters of Abraham. And the scripture foreseeing that God will justify the Gentiles by faith preached the gospel to Abraham beforehand, saying, in you all the nations shall be blessed. So then, those who are of faith are blessed with believing Abraham. Amen.
1: Amen. So, um, this group represents maybe uh, the people who, you know, you start well, you baptize with the Holy Spirit, you are doing all those things, but then along the way, you know, other things happen. So some started very well. Got born again, were baptized in water, and Holy Spirit in the beginning. In the beginning they could preach, witness, pray, and all good works pertaining to salvation was easy to do. However, along the way, life, being life, things happened. The fire went down, and uh, you could no longer know, you know, whether you are baptized with the Holy Spirit or not. I was thinking about the possible causes of the power of the Spirit to cease or to diminish in our lives. And this is what came to my mind, but there could be more. You know in life, disappointment comes in, so although you are baptized with the Holy Spirit doesn't mean you're not going to encounter disappointments, you are going to encounter them. And fear comes. You fear, you know, so many things. You fear, you know, you fear sickness, you fear lack of opportunity, so many things come in. Anger comes, bitterness, resentments, unforgiveness, sickness, death of beloved ones, trauma, sorrow, prejudice, love of the world, and what is in the world, (coughs) ungodly company, compromise, slander, judgmentalism, condemnation, materialism, and disobedience to the word of God, among other things. All these things really happen in the body of Jesus Christ. And uh, when you allow these things in your life, when we allow them, because I believe majority of us fall in this group. When we allow these things, what happens is you may not realize, but sooner or later the power of God you know, you know, slowly, slowly diminishes and you no longer do the things you used to do before. Because obviously, like fear, when you allow fear to come, it eats a lot of this. It, is, it makes you weak, a weak believer. When you allow anger to, to be part of you, obviously, the Spirit of God is not going to operate in your life. When you allow bitterness, the Spirit of the Lord is not going to operate. And all these things are mentioned. And um, if you read Galatians um, Galatians 5, 19-21, you see some of those things also there. And you realize that if you allow these things in your life, you know, the Holy Spirit cannot work because it's either you are with the Holy Spirit or you're in the world. You cannot have one leg in the kingdom of God and another one you are you are doing, you know, the things according to the way you you allow them. Some of them, they don't look like sin. Like, for example, discouragement. It doesn't look like it's a a sin, but it's a condition that will make the power of God not operate in you. And, of course, discouragement does not come from the Holy Spirit. And so, although, of course, all of us get discouraged, but it's good to know what happens when I get discouraged. Um, However, because... One knows God and has experienced his power in the past. You continue with salvation in your, you know, in your journey, but you sense you have no power to do what you used to do. Most of the times you can still speak in tongues, actually, and are living for God, but with very little manifestation of his power. So as I've said, I believe majority of us are here. We have the Holy Spirit, but very little manifestation of his power. Because when you think about the power of the Holy Spirit, it's not our power, it's, the power of, it's a divine power. And that divine power is supposed to do great things in our midst. And so, either we are not allowing that, that divine power to operate, or we don't have it. Because if it's in, in us, you're supposed to do great things. What should we do if we find ourselves in this kind of situation? We must remember our Father is a good, good Father. And his, and his Holy Spirit is a helper, just like He said. And He wants us to get out of this situation we are in. So first we must accept and identify where we are. I repent and ask God in Jesus' name by the power of His Holy Spirit to help us in this situation. But you have to do it for yourself, just like I told you how I was baptized with the Holy Spirit. I expected the preacher to ask, for, to call uh, people, to he never did. But uh, that did not stop me to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So you have to learn to, you have to have the desire yourself and ask God by yourself. I was actually, uh, I was staying with my sister and I was actually in the bedroom. Nobody was there alone. I was baptized with the Holy Spirit. Ask to be baptized or to be refueled with God's power once again. Pray, learn to pray. Fast, meditate, and seek his power to help you overcome your situation. Make a point of reading the scriptures and obey the teaching of Jesus and apply them in your life. Because sometimes if you don't know what the Lord expects of you, if you don't know what he says about uh, judgment, you continue judging people. If you don't say know what he says about condemnation, you continue doing it. Uh, but all these things, he has talked about them. He has given us a guideline of how to live. Make a point of reading the scriptures and obey the teaching of Jesus Christ and apply them in your life. See what he says about forgiveness. He said, "Forgive, forgive." That's what he says. Love, what he says about your enemies, he says, "Love them." About judgment, he said, "Do not judge." About condemnation, he said, "Do not condemn." Amen. About suffering and persecution, he says, "In this world you are going to have persecution. You suffer, and in fact, you, some of them will be killed." That's what he told the disciples. And actually they were killed. How we should, how, then he says, "How should we treat others? You treat them the way you want to be treated. Do we actually do that really. Uh If it helps, we can have a checklist, as for Galatians 5:19 to 21. that one you can do it at home and see whether any of these things mentioned here and others are still being manifested in your life. Be honest with yourself because God knows everything. Go to him and ask him to help you overcome those difficult areas, and he will. The Holy Spirit is a helper, as mentioned. Also, be bold and know that suffering is part of our package. That's something that we always forget, that suffering is part of our package. This, it is, it is. That's what Jesus said. These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world, you have tribulations but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. And also in John, there's also another one in John. It's John 15, it says, if the world hates you, that is John 15, 18, 19 to 21. He said, if the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. If you are of the world, the world would love its own. Yet because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world. Therefore, the world hates you. Remember the word that I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they kept my word, they will keep your word also. So you see, he, he said it. So we don't be surprised when you meet them. So remember Jesus and the other disciples and Christians. They all suffered persecution. And hence, as much as we may not want that route, we actually daily get persecuted in one way or another. Because some of the things we suffer from, it's not because of our own things. It's because we are Christians, isn't it? It's because you have come to church to serve the Lord. That's where you get persecuted. So it's part of our daily, you know, things. You know, don't be surprised. Uh, so uh, don't be surprised because that is what it has been promised and actually if you think about the disciples most of them were killed, mm. oh. they are killed. <laughs> So the other group I want to speak about is uh, the disciples Peter disciples and Paul's group that is Acts, acts uh, 214 I think we have already read but we can read I don't think we are read acts 21244 4.
0: Acts chapter 2, verse 1 to 4. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance.
1: Amen. So, um, so we all know that story, what happened to the disciples when the Holy Spirit came. What happened to them after the baptism is really amazing. The church increased, Peter and others became preachers, were transformed from being cowards to mighty men of God. Uh, miracles and healing took place. They healed the sick, raised the dead. Snake could not kill Paul, you remember his journey? The missionary journey, when the snake wrapped itself along his hand, he could, could, you know, he just shaked it off. And the people there were really surprised that he didn't die. They were arrested, you know, and released, you know, that is the disciples. They were arrested and released through the power of the Holy Spirit. The killer of the Christian, that is Saul, who, who was converted to Paul, was actually converted and became a preacher himself. We read the stories of Philip. John, Barnabas, Paul, Cyrus, and others. The scriptures, actually, the scriptures I read in the beginning, were fulfilled in their time. The fearful became strong, ready to suffer, ready to defend, and ready to die, as witnesses of Jesus. Indeed, many died, such as Stephen, James, and later on, majority of all disciples, actually. The church was severely persecuted. Just like Jesus prophesied to them. What transformed them? Remember, I said the message, the title of the message is Transformed by the Power of the Holy Spirit. What transformed them? They received the power of the Holy Spirit. It was like a revolution. Everything changed when they got baptized. They turned the world upside down. And that is why. We are believers today because of the power that moved in the lives of the disciples. You know, the gospel was preached. The church today needs this power to operate once more in our time. Mm -hmm. But as I mentioned in the beginning, God is looking for men and women who will once again carry his power to our communities. He is calling you and me to rise up and answer the call, just like the disciples did. The words of Jesus need to be fulfilled once again in our time. We need to ask the Lord to grant His church once again mighty signs and wonders to help awaken those in deep sleep of unbelief. Though our main goal is to seek the kingdom of God, signs and wonders help awaken people who are hard to believe. You know, when miracles happen, people are attracted to the Lord, and when they come, if you see even what was happening during the time of Jesus and the disciples, it's when something was happening. If something happened, a miracle, then people would gather, and when they gather, then the disciples would preach there, go there to them. So it start with the physical manifestation, then go to the spiritual manifestation. So signs and wonders are important for the sake of uh, you know, the people who cannot believe. But remember, it's not the power of the individuals we are looking for by the power of the indwelling Holy Spirit that does the work through the obedient believers. So the message is about us, we need to carry that power of the Holy Spirit within us. That is the power that is going to change uh, the the world and our community here. As we have seen, to be baptized with the Holy Spirit is to experience divine inflow of God's Spirit into our souls that transforms and gives us power to change it's it's, it's, a, it's a divine thing. It's, it's like God coming to live within us, where many usually speak in tongues. However, this is not the only sign. Other signs include overflow of love towards God and the brethren, joy, peace, uh, miracles, healings, and of course power or strength, strength to overcome our own weaknesses and to become a witness. You know, because one, the first miracle is to overcome yourself, because uh, if you, can, you cannot change the world if you have not changed yourself, and it doesn't really work. You have to really conquer yourself first before you are able to, to conquer the world. So what the Holy Spirit does, it comes, he comes and shows you your weaknesses, you know? It's like when you fast. Sometimes you fast for, for something, but instead the Lord starts to show you your own weaknesses, because the Holy Spirit is a cleansing spirit. So when he comes, he starts to show you your dark places, and you wonder, oh, I was expecting something else. But then he shows you your own faults. So that's what the Holy Spirit does. He first starts with you and transforms you. And once you are transformed, you're able now to transform, uh, the, the other, to change the other people. So as we seek the Holy Spirit, it's lead fast for us so that we can be healed from within ourselves, and then we can be witnesses of Jesus. Uh, remember what I said earlier, John 16, 12, 13, Jesus said, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when he, the Holy Spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak of his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. So we need the Holy Spirit, because he is the one who will guide us to all truth. When you have the Holy Spirit, it's really not easy to be misled, Although you may go to, you know, some people fear heresies and all that, but me I don't fear because I know the Holy Spirit will help you it's like a, you know to be able to know. You'll be able to shift what is bad and what is wrong. So uh, the Holy Spirit is there. He'll show you the truth, and you, you never, the Holy Spirit will never mislead you. And Acts 1.18, But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the world just remember, like Cornelius, you still need more than good deeds. You need to receive God's power through the baptism of the Holy Spirit. If you have only been baptized in water, you need to move a step further and seek to receive the power through the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Uh, If you lost the power, let's say you got baptized with the Holy Spirit, but you don't operate in that power, there's still hope. The Holy Spirit will restore us and bring us back to himself. He wants to help us move and operate in his power. So we also remind ourselves of the early church and see how they moved in God's power and really aspire to be like them. We need to see the demonstration of God's power in our generation, first by our own ability to overcome self, as I've said, and then by manifesting this power to, to others as witnesses of Christ. Hope Church needs grow spiritually and in number. The the Holy Spirit wants to use you and me to bring about that growth, a Swedish to the lost world. This will only be possible if we seek the baptism of the Holy Spirit that will give us power to do the task before us. Sometimes it's really difficult when you do it on your own power. You get tired, you get worn out, when people insult you outside there, you get discouraged. But when you have the power of the Holy Spirit and then you remind yourself of what happened to the disciples, you continue. You have the power to continue. With that, may God bless each and every one of you, and may he star in us the desire to be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And so that's the uh, end. Amen. But before I finish, I would like to pray. For... <coughs> but before that, on, Wednesday, on Tuesday when we came here for the New Year Eve, some two people gave their lives to Jesus. And uh, it was a challenge because uh, Mary asked, is there anyone who wants to get saved? And actually they raised their hands. So I thought, it's, um, I think it's not fair for us to be crossing in a meeting without asking that question. Because you remember like me when I was uh, seeking the Holy Spirit, I was expecting the, the preacher to ask that question, but he didn't. So I just want to ask. I, I know all of us maybe, if there's anyone who is not born again and you'd like to be born again, I want to give you that chance, or if there is anyone who feels that they, have, they are backslidden or they are not strong, you know, there is still an opportunity, you can come after we finish and uh, speak to Paul or any other person and give your life to the Lord. So there is a chance. And also, if you fall to any one of these groups of Christians, I just want to pray for all of us because I believe all of us, we are somewhere that the Lord may start working in us and may fill us again. First today is that the Lord may give us the desire to be filled with the Holy Spirit and also to move in that power. And also if the Holy Spirit is dormant in us, that he may, the Holy Spirit may be reactivated. Just like it started in 1901 in that, um, in Kansas. I believe the Holy Spirit was always there. But after the disciples were persecuted, maybe there was nobody to carry the cross. But he was already given because he can't, the God cannot take him back. He's already here. So He just need people who are obedient, who are ready to be used of him. So we just, I just want to pray and then I'll call God to come here. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I want to thank you for your word today, Lord. I want to thank you, Lord, because you are the one who promised us the Holy Spirit. You say that we shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon us and we shall be witnesses of you. Father, in Jesus' name, these are your people, we are your people, Father. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ and in the power of the Holy Spirit that you are going to stir us up, you are going to uh, ignite that fire, that desire, Lord, to move from one glory to the other, Father, that we may be able to do your work Lord, we desire to do more for our communities here. We desire to see your church grow, both vertically and even horizontally. But we realize, Father, our own strength does not work. Father, we get burnt out, we get worn out, we get discouraged. But Father, we know that if you feel us, if you visit us again with the power of the Holy Spirit, Lord, the Holy Spirit himself will do his work. Therefore, we ask you, Holy Father, that you may send us again this promise of the Father in the name of Jesus. Let every soul that is here, Lord, be baptized of your power. Let every person, Lord, Lord, have an experience of your glory and of your power. Let us, oh Father, desire this gift because you gave it to us freely. It's not for some people, it's for all of us. It does not matter our background. Father, you want to you want to bless it in every one of us. We thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Amen, God bless. Amen. <laughs>